Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We serve a God who is not only all-powerful, but also all-good. He is holy, he is righteous, he is just. Sometimes we struggle with our ideas about who God is and what he's like. And other times we struggle with our own ideas about who we are in relationship to God. We may falter by not believing what God says about himself, but we might also falter by not believing what God says about us. And so in the next few minutes, and we will make it few because we've uh, kind of run along today already with the other stuff, and that's great. That's what that was about. So we can consider this a uh, devotional rather than a sermon, perhaps. But I want us to concentrate on two verses, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Um, if you'll turn there in your Bible, if you have your Bible with you or it's on the screen. And I want to ask for you to please stand in honor and reverence for the reading of God's Word. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you had received no mercy, and now you receive God's mercy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you, and um, God, we are in awe of your might, your power, your holiness, your grace, your love, and your mercy towards us. As your word says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I pray that we would take seriously what your word has to say about who we are in you. And when we understand that identity, it would change what we do because we have a changed view of who we are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. During the messages, and we, we had two different... Um, Speakers. Derek spoke the first uh, day, and he's, most of you know him. He is in our presbytery, pastors over at Homewood Church. And then Isaac Gray, who's also a Cumberland pastor, he, he pastors a, a church in another presbytery. Um, they were our two speakers. But something that uh, Derek Jacks said really stuck out to me. And, and here he is, obviously. He's a, he's a pastor. Uh, probably only about four or five years younger than me, but he's, so he's been speaking. He, like me, he spoke to youth. He was a youth minister before, and then he became a pastor. And so he's been doing this for a long time. And uh, there in front of this crowd of uh, 600 or so kids, he said, you know, I've always felt a little bit awkward. He said, I can remember even from being a young child, just, just feeling a little bit awkward or a little bit out of place, a little bit like maybe I'm not the same as everybody else or I don't exactly fit in with everybody else. 
and he used the word uh, awkward, we could use a lot of different words. Isolated, lonely, alienated, feeling like other people don't get us. And I think that his condition is, was not what he said, here I am. He put this out there. I don't think that was unique to him. I think all of us, to one degree or another, and it can vary greatly, there are some people that unfortunately never feel like they're connected to anybody, never feel like they fit in at all. But even those of us who have just kind of clicked, we've been surrounded and loved and we felt connected, even those who are on that other extreme, usually at some point in our lives, somewhere we get in a situation where we feel uncomfortable. We feel misunderstood, perhaps. Maybe even those who love us the most just don't exactly get us. And it affects our perception of ourselves, who we are and what we're all about. And so these verses where Peter talks to the believers in the early church, they have a lot to say to us. Peter is basically quoting from the Old Testament, but he kind of adds some other stuff in there. But he's taking something that was said to the Israelites in the Old Testament, and now he is saying it to every believer, whether they're Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter. And let's just real quickly think about what he said. He said, you are a chosen people. Being chosen feels good, doesn't it? We can all go back to elementary days, P.E. time, and whether it's kickball or dodgeball or whatever else, there was two captains made, and the choosing started. And you hoped it was one of your good friends because they would choose you quickly. And you sure hoped you weren't that last one waiting, whether you were chosen or not. And Peter says to everyone who is a believer, you're chosen by God. You made the team. I chose you. I value you. That is the calling to salvation that you have been called with. Now, we don't, um, by the way, we can get into all sorts of theological questions here, and we can say, well, doesn't the Bible say whosoever will? Yes, it does. And when we are speaking to people who don't know Jesus, we tell them, for God so loved the world, everybody, you have this opportunity. And one day God will explain to me how it is, though, that those of us who have received that opportunity we're chosen. I don't understand that all, but I just accept it that God says, I'm chosen in him. He says, you're a chosen people. You are royal priests. Have any of you ever thought of yourselves as priests? Probably most of you not. When I was a youth minister in one of my churches, I served under a pastor, Mike Priest. And so he loved to tell everyone he was the Baptist priest. Uh, we had great fun with that. Most of us do not consider ourselves to be priests. But actually, that is what God said all of us are priests. 
That is, God did not say, I'm going to call, I'm going to save, I'm going to empower a whole bunch of people, but I'm only going to use a few of them that have this certain special little calling. They're going to do my work, and everybody else, they're to sit back and just watch that little few people do the work. No, he said, you are a, a nation of priests. That means every single believer, every person who's been called to a relationship with Jesus Christ is given the mission to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share the love of Jesus Christ. In God's kingdom, there's no false relationship between here's the special clergy people and here's all the regular people. That's not it. God says in, in the Christian world, that division in the Old Testament where there was Jews and there was a priest and a high priest and then there was a bunch of regular people, he said really even back then God had called them to be a nation of priests. And, and he did away with that whole high priest stuff because Jesus is now the high priest. He's the one we look to. But all of us have been called to serve ministering the gospel. And he not only does he call us priests, but he calls us royal priests. How are we royal? Because we're all related to the king. You see, those of us who are believers, we are sons and daughters of the king of kings. Jesus is our brother. We are part of the royal family. And he says, all of you are a royal priesthood. You're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. And not only that, he says, you are a holy nation. A holy nation. What does that mean, a holy nation? Holy simply means unique or set apart or different. In other words, God says, I didn't call you and save you so that you could go ahead and live like the rest of the sinful world and keep on doing all the immoral things and living in darkness like they do. No, I called you to come out of the darkness into the light. I called you to be different for me. You see, if we have a message about the gospel and yet the world looks at us and they say, see, our lives are absolutely no different from anyone else. We live in the same muck and mire. We don't, we don't serve anyone higher. We're jealous and selfish and greedy and act like everybody else in the world. Then they're going to say, what does that message mean? It didn't do you any good. But God says, I have called you to something higher. And it's not because you're supposed to be proud and arrogant and tell those other folks you're better than. No, it's because I'm better, because I am holy, and you serve me, you choose a different path. And your life should be different from the lives of others around you. Just like Israel as a nation was a different nation, they were called to be different from the other nations around them. Every single believer is called to be different from the world around us. And that is, you are unique. God has called you to be different and unique in this world. You are valuable to him because of that uniqueness. You see, sometimes as Christians, we fall into the trap of saying, oh, I'm not like everybody else, so therefore, maybe I'm not worth as much to God. But God says, no, you are unique and valuable. You're not commonplace. You're to be different. You're to be a holy nation of believers. And by the way, by saying that, using that same terminology that was applied to Israel when he says a holy nation, it reminds us that however proud we may be of our country, that's not our highest allegiance. We may be Americans, but first we are Christians. 
above and beyond any national loyalty, any patriotism or pride in our country we have. And all those things are good, but they must always be below our allegiance to Christ. Christ must be our number one uh, allegiance. He must be the one that we serve and follow. So we are a chosen people. We're royal priests. We're a holy nation. And fourth and finally, we are God's possession. You are God's very own possession. God says, you're mine. In case you ever wondered if you really fit, if you really belonged, if you really mattered, if you really were who you were supposed to be or where you were supposed to be in life, God says, dear believer, you belong. I've got you. Jesus put it this way, the Father holds you in my hand and no man can snatch you from him. God's hand is big enough and strong enough to hold you securely. You are God's treasured possession. And so it doesn't matter what the world says about you. It doesn't matter what the devil says about you. It doesn't matter what your own negative thoughts say about you. When you look in the mirror or when you think about yourself and you accuse yourself and you think about all the negative or faulty or not good enough things about yourself, God says, you are my special possession. And that's what matters. Because if God values you, if he says you are unique, you are precious, you are mine, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you. Because God has spoken, and that's all that matters. Why did Peter want every believer to understand these things, that they were chosen, that they were a royal priest? Because if we don't understand them, if, we don't, if we're not secure in those things about ourselves, then then we're worried and we're held back from doing what we're supposed to do because God says these things about us are so that we may declare the praises of God to this world. We are to tell others, we are to share with others about God's glorious goodness. But if we're not secure in ourselves and what God is doing in our life and that he has changed us, then we'll never tell anybody. We'll be too insecure to do it. This is exactly why Jesus, when he was with the disciples at the very end, when he was preparing them to go and he gave them the great commission, before he said, go ye therefore into all the world, he said this, he said, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. And then he said, go ye therefore. In other words, if you ever start to wonder, who am I to tell people about Jesus? Who am I to, to share the gospel? Who am I to say this when they believe this? It doesn't matter who you are, it matters who Jesus is. And Jesus said, I have all authority and power from the Father, and I'm giving you all authority and power. You have been empowered directly from the Father to the Son to you because you are God's child. You are part of that royal family, and you are carrying on that mission to share others about, tell them about God's goodness. So I want to just encourage you when you get to that place, when you feel a little isolated or alienated, 
Peter said, I get that. I understand that. He said, you were, you were strangers. In, other, in, in this day, we might say you were immigrants. You were aliens. You were outsiders. You didn't fit in. But now you do fit in because you are in God's family. And being secure of what God has done for you, now you can tell others about what God might do for them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, if there's anyone here today who is struggling with who they are in you, and they are tempted to say, well, I know the Bible says that, but, and then list all of their faults and fears and doubts. God, I pray right now that you would just completely remove uh, that but from their mind, and they would simply say, I know what God says, so I know what is true. And they would accept, and if they don't know you through your son, Jesus Christ, that today would be the day that they would say, I want to be part of that royal family. I want to be part. I want to be God's special treasured possession. And Lord, that they would simply reach out and say, yes, Lord, I accept the free gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. God, for those who are believers who've struggled, God, encourage us. Build us into your kingdom and help us to be obedient. We don't selfishly hoard what's been given to us, but God, we share it. Because there is a world in need who desperately needs to know you. Father, thank you that we have a place in your family through your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.